Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. We're talking about the sacred pauses and how crucial they are. We go, 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 and we're busy, and life is chaotic, and, and sometimes that's good. That's the world we've created so that we can be productive and progress as individuals, And as society, we want to progress. We want our children and our grandchildren and future generations to have it better than we did. And that only happens if there's progress that's made. But then working hard depletes us. So we need those sacred pauses. Tom, in this book that you detailed that you wrote about, these are called sacred pauses. That's what the book is called. It's written by April Yamasaki. Her work is in the ministry, so when she titles it Sacred Pauses, she does relate to uh, scripture and other things that have to do with her pastoral life. I think the concept has incredible value for all of us, no matter what our uh, religious convictions might be. I think this idea of prioritizing, focusing, allowing ourselves the freedom to select something that's really important that will get us to be refreshed, get us to be renewed, allow us to feel free to be the person we might be at our best. All right. I'm going to challenge all of you. I'm going to challenge Steve and I'm going to challenge you, Tom, and myself. At the end, I'm going to add, I'm already thinking, and I don't even know if it's mentioned in the book, but I'm going to add one that changed my life. And Steve, as, as we're trying to multitask, which I believe is impossible, but I want you to think of one as Tom is speaking. And then, Tom, you think of one. So we're going to make it 21. And I'm not a great mathematician, but 18 plus 3 is 21, <laughs> right? All right. Yes, here sir. we go, Tom. What are they? All right. Creating space, slowing down, becoming quiet, engaging scripture, praying like it is getting outside, being alone without being lonely, valuing relationships, giving, praying the Lord's Prayer, making music, fasting, having fun, paying attention, confessing, praying scripture, living simply, and ending well. Okay. Now, could you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Could you repeat those 18? Are, they are profound. And as you're saying them, I'm thinking, which ones do I do? And each one that okay. I can identify with, I am saying, you are right on. The Lord's Prayer every day. Different things okay. every day I do. And so I'm going to say I'm doing 50% of those. But I want you to repeat them a little slower for everybody to okay. listen to. All right. Creating space. Slowing down. Becoming quiet, engaging scripture, praying it like it is, getting outside, being alone without being lonely, valuing relationships, giving, praying the Lord's Prayer, making music, fasting, having fun, paying attention, Confessing, praying scripture, living simply, and ending well. All right. I got 15 that I do out of the 18. The ones I didn't get, I'm not quiet. I talk too much. 
Number one, <laughs> my wife tells me that all the time. Number two is I do not create music. I listen to it, but I don't create it. I don't know what the third one was, but I remember I got 15 out of the 18. How many did you get, Steve? Yeah, I'm about uh, 13, 14 or so. One in Which particular. Which did you not get? Uh, the, what you said, the music, and I probably talk too much too, hence the reason we have a podcast. But anyway, uh, one that really stuck out of my mind was prayer. And, and Tom, the first time around, did you say pray as it is? Is that what you said? Yeah, it says praying it like it is. Basically, the concept of what your prayer is, speaking to God, speaking yeah. to a higher being, really having a meaningful dialogue. Tim, a mutual friend of ours, told me something way back when I was going through a difficult time, and, and it stuck with me ever since. I suspect that this is kind of along those lines. You, you pray from the answer, not for the request. You act as if it already is, and God has already answered your prayers. Sacred pauses. I know April Yamasaki, the author, is, uh, you know, her background is in a, in a church, and it's coming from a, a spiritual religious viewpoint. But when you really think about it, are not all pauses, if you allow them to be, a spiritual experience? I know, Tim, you were talking about that just the other night. When you're quiet, you're sitting by a bonfire, you're sitting outside, and the world is quieted down, there's no noises, or the noises that are there are just nature. And I think that's the difference between prayer and meditation. Meditation can be very spiritual. Of course, prayer being prayer itself is spiritual and often religious, but Master Hawk talks about how prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. Therefore, you're quieting your mind. You're having that sacred moment, that sacred pause and meditation. If you allow it, can be very spiritual. It doesn't have to be religious, but it can be a very spiritual experience. I suspect it's along the lines of what Yamasaki is referring to with praying as I, it I is. I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. And I think that if you think about the opening um, premise about busyness and the busyness of the world, Steve, what you just mentioned of the opportunity to quiet one's mind, I think to me means a great deal of relief from tension, anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, thoughts that are uncomfortable for whatever reasons. Um, and I think that idea of quieting the mind, whether it's done in a meditative form, in a prayer form, or even our efforts in training can be that kind of a pause. We've all had strenuous workouts. We return home. There is a sense of well-being and quietness in my mind that is hard to capture in other activities. That's just, what I love about my training. I agree. I was just talking to my wife about this the other day and any you know other modalities, whether it's dance or anything at all, Listen, I'm a fan of it. If you're passionate about something, by all means, more power to you. But I've not found anything else in my life like martial arts training that really, truly, we talk about it. And if you listen to the podcast, you might start absorbing it. Or if you're a martial artist, you know what I'm talking about. But it truly does join the mind, the body, the spirit, because it's more than you can get the endorphins flowing through your body by going to the gym and working out. And you can come home and have that good feel 
but your mind might not be quieted down and the answers don't come flowing towards you the way that I've experienced. Again, this is my personal experience. This is all I can speak from that the answers come towards you. It's almost as if you are meditating while you're moving. And it's kind of like what you say, Tim, listen to the whispers before you hear the screams, the whispers, the answers are there. Things start coming towards you. If you allow it, God is there. If you allow God in. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. It is very true. It's just that we live in a, you know, an overwhelming busy world, which is only going to get busier, you know, with the amount of pressure that is on every family trying to make a way and make a better life for their children. It's hard um, because they're juggling. I know they're juggling and they're, they're working extremely at a high level of productivity to do what they, they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if life was easier, if we lived in a world where it wasn't based on greed and money and power, and we know that if we don't pay the man, we will lose the house we live in. If we don't pay our taxes, if we don't do the things we need to do, we won't be able to buy uh, groceries, and get food. Um, so there are essentials. There's things that every family needs. The idea is when you have children, you want to follow their life through. Make sure that they succeed, maybe even succeed better than you do. You want to make sure that your children find happiness. Where is that happiness? And so, you know, we get a piece of the pie. Uh, Len Denote, he used to say that we all, you know, start out with a, a pizza pie. How many ways you want to cut it? 16 different ways, eight different ways. But when you're a kid, you know, you, you get most of the pizza. You know, most of the pizza is given to you. It should be because you're a kid. That's the way a life should be growing up. You should get most of all the slices. You get the slices of all the experiences in life from all the different sports, activities, education, wellness that you can get so by the time you get to be in this world this difficult world you can make the proper choices because once you become adult once you start raising your family you're lucky if you get one slice a day and in that one slice of pizza you got to figure it all out before you can pause and have a moment and start it all over again the next day and i think that's the most difficult thing is to think and make the right choices for you, for your family, for the people around you and the village you live in, that you can get more time, you know, more time. Because it's all about time. One thing I know about Father Time is he gives no one a break. At the end of the day, you only have so much time left. Yeah. All right, guys. So listen, as we went through the 18, I mentioned that each one of us is going to grab or add one if we can. What is yours, Tom? Mine is listening with compassion. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And what is that? Wait a second. So you say listening for compassion. What does that do for you? What it does for me is allows me to engage another human um, at a moment where he or she may need some support. I find that to be incredibly rewarding uh, whenever I can support someone in a uh, difficult circumstance, shall we say, if in fact I can aid and support another person on the journey. Um, to me, it's the most rewarding thing. It makes my spirit rejuvenated. Um, I know from the many years that I've uh, been here doing these things, that's what I enjoy. Mm, that's a very, 
It's very, very good, Tom. Thank you for that. Um, Steve. Yeah, I would uh, go back to what I referred to before as far as prayer versus meditation. They go hand in hand. You really shouldn't have one without the other. Prayer is speaking to God, but then you have to listen to God because we don't want to do all the talking. You shouldn't be constantly praying and asking and requesting. Uh, God gives you the answers. If you quiet your mind, it comes to you. And that's more along the lines of meditation. You can call it what you want. Gets into the, you know, gets into semantics maybe at that point. But basically, quieting your mind. What we've been talking about all along for that sacred pause. Hmm. Very nice. Mine is something I've just learned recently in the last couple of years, and that is surrender to the downturns in life. Surrender to it. Give it up and realize that there may be a gift along the way. And I've had several examples of that that have slowed me down. And because of that, I've been able to embrace life at a much greater level. Um, the closing of school down at Whitehall, going through COVID, but most recently losing my dog that I was very close to Dylan. I got a new boy a couple months ago. And that little puppy, that guy, which actually is not little, he's 105 pounds, has changed my life because he's an early morning guy and he likes to go for walks. He makes me and forces me get up and see the things that I hadn't seen before. Slows me down, gives me a moment. Actually, I catch an extra hour or two in the morning that I never had before. To be with him, but also to be with myself. And so sometimes when I see things that look dark and look ugly and look nasty, sometimes you give it up and you surrender to it and you realize that there's actually a special gift along the way. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.